0: We all remember our firsts, our first kiss, our first car. Maybe we don't remember first grade so much. But What about Michigan firsts? I'm going to share with you some stories of the first time that I did several things in relation to Michigan football. On this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday again, happy Saturday, whatever you want to call it at this point. Whatever day it is, Lockdown Wolverines Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire, through USA Today Sports Media Group. As promised, uh, we are doing a secondary episode, more of an evergreen one, so if this is not timely, you don't have to necessarily be talking about or looking for Michigan versus whoever this is this is taking place the night before Michigan Rutgers, but there is nothing here that is out of date because what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about some of those first experiences because I, I definitely think that, you know, everyone, you know, obviously the, the, the mailbag, there's a lot of personal interaction in terms of people curious about me and my life and all of these things. So I'm gonna share with you a bunch of different, just over the course of, I don't know that I have cohesive stories per se, so we might just be moving from one thing to the next. Different first times when it comes to Michigan. Uh, it might even be Michigan, University of Michigan in some, some degrees, but uh, some of it might sound like review because there have been some things that I've talked about, but for the most part, this is gonna be new to some degree. So uh, let, let's start with the very beginning. First breath was taken at the University of Michigan Hospital. Hence, that's not Michigan football related, but that's where I was born, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the University of Michigan Hospital and the women's, the women's Hospital, part of that campus. Uh, so it, uh, something I think is very cool is that, uh, that that's the case, uh, that I was born maize and blue quite literally. Um, well, I guess quite figuratively. <laughs> You know, I, I'd always, ever since I saw that How I Met Your Mother episode, I always thought the literally, figuratively argument was always something. Um, for Jimmy Whitner out there, if you wanted to see Zuri, we'll get her up here. Come on. Come here. Come here. All right. Jimmy, there's, there's. well, you can kind of see the puppy. There she is. might only see the top of her head on the video, but she has joined the show. I've been gone for the last couple hours, so. Um, anyway. So I was, that was my first breath. Um, I can't recall the first Michigan game I ever saw. I do know that the first Michigan player that stood out to me was Jim Harbaugh because I was very confused in around 1987, 1988, when I finally started like watching me football kind of regularly. I grew up a baseball guy. I was super into baseball uh, pretty much since like 1986, 87 uh, but uh, I was very confused when I saw him on the Bears because I didn't that concept. When I was like six, seven years old, didn't make sense to me that a guy goes to college and then he goes to another team, all that kind of stuff. It just did not. I didn't understand that concept. So it, I, when I saw him on the Bears, I'm like, wait, wh- why are we rooting against the guy, him? Like we're used to rooting for him. That's bizarre. So that's the first thing that I remember. The first teams that I remember watching with regularity were Elvis Gerbach and Desmond Howard. It's funny because the the pose when that happened, the Heisman pose, I remember watching that live, and I was convinced that he did it every single time. You know, like how when you're a kid, and I was you know nine years old when that happened. Uh, but like you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you over you overhype things. so i I came to the idea, I like, kind of like overwrote the history in my mind. I was like, yeah, he scores a touchdown, and then he does the Heisman pose, and then he won the Heisman. but uh, i I do remember watching that. Uh, watching that game live in my grandparents' uh, bedroom and just being so hyped. Um, but the first team I think I really fell in love with, that wasn't the Detroit Tigers, was probably a couple of years later, the Fab Five. That was I was so obsessed with the Fab Five. I remember the second year, the year that they lost to North Carolina, I bawled my eyes out when they lost that game. Just absolutely cried. It's the only time I can recall having ever cried after a loss or any game, win, lose, I was just absolutely devastated. And it's where it seems weird to me in some ways that like, I know Chris, I know Chris Weber and he knows me and I know Juwan Howard and he knows me. I know Jimmy King and he knows me. It just all seems really bizarre. That's not a brag. It's just, it's, it's it does not compute. You know what I mean? Um, we've had Jimmy King on the show here before, so. Go back into the archives for that one. Uh, the first time that I, uh, obviously the first time I went to Ann Arbor was the day I was born, but the first time I ever went to campus, well, I was on the sports campus in 1999. I had been accepted to Michigan and uh, I went to, uh, my cousin had a youth hockey game at Yost, but I didn't even know that I was on campus. I didn't know where we were going. My uncle was just like, hey, we got to go somewhere. Can you drive me? Because my car's broken down and I did. And, and uh, drove there, and had no idea until I actually enrolled at Michigan. The first time that I had ever went to the University of Michigan campus proper was the day of my freshman orientation. I had never gone to Ann Arbor. I never went and visited the school. I never did any of that stuff. I just, I, I was determined to go to Michigan my whole life, and so that's what I did, so. Uh, nothing great there. Uh, but it was it was like, oh wow, this place is pretty cool. I remember my mom we were driving through downtown, and my mom was very familiar with Ann Arbor. My mom went to Washington Community College after, uh, you know, I got I'd like to say after the heartbreak of uh, her Colorado State Rams and all of those things, and and uh, she ended up at uh, eventually at First Hillsdale, and then at uh, Washington Community College. And she's like, yeah, this is Ann Arbor. And I'm like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Look at this downtown. Uh, all of that stuff. but i had never I had never really gone to campus or anything, right? So I mean, I'd been to like Arborland area, like right off the expressway, but I had otherwise I'd never been really to Ann Arbor at least to the point that I really knew anything. But, yeah, all of that, and I never went to a game. I, I just did not i like I get to campus like I had watched Tom Brady. And I, I have multiple multiple times have I said, like I've always been in Tom Brady's corner. That wasn't a lie, but that's because it was ignorance. I had no idea who Drew Henson was. I watched, I watched most of the games that year. I'd go to my grandparents on the weekends, and, and you know my, my grandparents would always have the game on, and I was like, that, you know, 1998 being like, this Tom Brady cat, he's cool, I like him, because I just was like, I'm going to like the quarterback, whoever it is. I didn't know enough about football to care, and I was a music guy, so at that time, music and sports didn't mix, so I was doing this in secret, and I was like, fantasizing and that's the way that you know you might do when you're a 16 year old and i'm like what if when i get to michigan i have a class with tom brady and he and i become best friends and then he goes off to the nfl and is like this mega star because that's what i believed right so when he became a mega star a couple years later I, i i can say with uh like i didn't really really start getting into football until 2002 so when i did and Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and all of that stuff. I'm like, yeah, of course. That's, of course, Tom Brady did that. He's amazing. I had no idea that Michigan fans wanted Drew Henson. No idea. I, I watched a couple of games my, my freshman year in 99, but that was that. All right, let's, uh, let's continue on here. And we are going to do that. Going to continue with the first. We'll get into a little bit more meat here. That was just the prelude. So we'll get into a little bit more meat here in just a moment. Before we do, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Listen, when you need to find that right person that's going to help fill out your team, just like Michigan uses the transfer portal they at least have this year, LinkedIn Jobs is how you can do that same thing for your company. So uh, it's so easy. It's absolutely easy to create a job posting on LinkedIn jobs. It'll take you a matter of moments. After that, you can add the purple hashtag hiring frame to let everyone know that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates that have just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So just like Michigan was able to pinpoint, hey, we need Oluola to Timmy this year. We need Drake Nugent. We need all of these guys. They are gonna help us win a championship, help your business win its own championship by using your own transfer portal. It's why small businesses write LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply one of these days, I'm going I'm gonna have Sarah on the show. Because uh, I had a, we had a great time. We went to uh, my church had a worship night tonight, so we went to that. And talking to Pastor JD, uh, the 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 pastoral team at uh, at uh, my church, the Freedom Center. They're all really big Michigan fans. I mean, Pastor Jim was there wearing a Michigan hat today and everything. But uh, so we're talking to JD and uh, and we started having fun and Sarah loves doing this because she doesn't know anything, right? Like I'm saying, like, oh you know, she met all the people you wish you could meet. She met Blake Corum, and, and she's you know, I'm like, Oh, that's the best running back in the country. And she's like, Oh, that must be really nice for you. And I asked her to try to ask her what uh, you know, because JD thought she had cause he started talking about certain game things and I'm like, Sarah's just tuning out now. So I, I started to say I said, Sarah, what's a touchdown? She's like, Well, it's when you take the ball and you touch it. To the, to the ground and then like, okay, you can see working out things out. So one of these days we'll get her on to, for one of these types of shows to discuss what she does or doesn't know about football. It'll be a very between two ferns style episode. Anyhow, uh, I digress. So um, let's get to my first game. So I dropped out of college for five years after 1999, 2000. Dropped out of, out of college. I came back in 2004. And at this point, I'm a full-throated football fan. Full-throated. 2002, my life changed and in kind of some horrific ways, but I made the best of it, and part of that was I'm going to be all into football. But I was all into, in 2002, it was more about the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, right out of the gates, that wasn't a Fairweather fan thing. It was more of my uncle was a Tampa Bay fan. and And I was like, well, Lions I know are bad, so I'm going to... Fellow Tampa Bay, and that's gonna be my team. And I, I did it for a year, they won the Super Bowl, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll go back to my Lions fandom and whatever. So when I came back to school in 2004 I still didn't get tickets, student tickets, partially because I assumed they were as expensive as like like season tickets to like a Lions game or something. I'm like, I can't afford that. I'm not even gonna bother. So I didn't. And uh I ended up watching uh watching well pretty every Michigan game. I didn't miss a Michigan game. Uh but uh, I didn't go to any games. It wasn't until 2006 that I finally opted to go to a game. I I just it. I used to have nightmares. I still have nightmares about Michigan Stadium. Weirdly, uh, used to be like I was. I didn't know how it would feel to be in a sea of a hundred thousand people, and that being a little agoraphobic at the time, it was really terrifying to me. Now I still have bad dreams, but it's more of the. I'm faced like away. I'm for some reason in the stadium as a spectator and I'm faced away from the action, or I show up late to week one and, and I miss the entire game. Like, those are the nightmares I have. I, I, at least once a month, I have a bad dream about a game experience. But I finally decided to pull the trigger with the Big Ten opener against a Wisconsin team who only lost one game that year, and it was to the University of Michigan. And that is when I absolutely fell in love with everything college football and Michigan football in particular. Uh, I remember going to, uh, my ex-girlfriend, like I'd go to her house and her dad was, he was like a, you know, he loved football, but he liked college football and he used to make fun of me because I liked the lions and I was all, it was all in on watching the lions even like preseason. I'd watch everything lions. I was just so all about it until that day and that fateful day and, uh, late September, early October, whatever day that was, that I found myself uh, after having bought a ticket off of eBay and then trading it with the scalper for a student ticket. As I was a student, I could had an M card so I could get right into the student section. And I was like, why have I not been doing this? It's my junior season or my junior year. I need to be going to every single one of these games. So I started buying tickets. There was a site called the Diag where you could buy tickets. Uh, you know, people, Students were like, hey, I can't make it to this game. I'll sell it for face value. And you know, I bought tickets to the MSU game, and I bought tickets to the Ball State game. I bought, I think, another game. I can't remember what. But I was so all in. Obviously, even the years before, but now Michigan football had supplanted the Detroit Lions as the team that I absolutely loved. Um, I, I, the next year, I got my season tickets for the first time. You can't blame me. I didn't go to the App State game. You blame Patrick Barron, probably. I didn't go to App State, I didn't go to Oregon, Uh, I was in Vegas, then I had a wedding to go to, but I ended up being sick and not doing that either, Um, and uh, all of that, but my first media experience actually came my senior year, 2007, my first ever, and it was wild, right, it was just, it was, um, I I was in a TV class, a TV production class, and I was home uh, one day, and they emailed, like, hey, ESPN is looking for, helpers for their TV broadcasts, anyone who the first people who reply to this can can get in on that. And most people wanted to do they they needed like three parabola, you know, the people that held the parabola mic on the sidelines. And I was like a hundred dollars just, you know, just the game, you're just doing that, that's it. Uh but they were looking for uh, two people, uh one one that to work two days and one to work just one day to uh to go and be what they call a utility, which is basically a camera assistant. So I wanted the two days, right? Like I want the full experience. I want to be in the big house the day before. I want you know everything that I can get. So I, I managed. I was sitting right there when the email came in. So I was easily the the, the choice there. It was funny the next day. The people, the Pravilon Mike people, were like bragging, like, "Huh, you have to do all this work. All I have to do is hold the Pravilon Mike." I'm like, yeah, "But did you really win?" Like I get to go everywhere in the big house, and then I had nothing to do during the game because. They didn't have any handheld cameras, so it was just uh, it was. They decided go watch the game wherever you want. So I just stood on the sidelines and then went up to the press box and watched from up there. And just it was like a complete glorious experience. Um, and even though I was relatively new to my real true Michigan fandom, to the degree that literally any of you are watching or listening to this are, but uh, that was that was different. I got to be in Minnesota's pregame speech from tim brewster who i am blocked by now on uh on uh, twitter so that was kind of wild uh but i mean i was ready to run through a wall for that guy right like it was it was crazy but that was the first taste of the media and because of that like that set me on a path now my path ended up being a little bit more circuitous because obviously i went to hollywood you all probably know that that watcher listen listen to this um, but that also made it so when I went to Hollywood, Michigan was on my sleeve in a way that it wasn't pre the football, right? Like I, I loved the university of Michigan and everything, but now I loved the university of Michigan. Loved it. I mean, I got my degree from there. Wouldn't have mattered nearly to the degree as it did get it, you know, going to those football games. So that changed the trajectory. And, um, so I, now I've got several games under my belt. I've got my first sideline experience. What were the next firsts that I had when it came to Michigan football? We'll talk about the first time I saw a game um, living in LA. Well, actually not the first, but it's the kind of notable one. Um, So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about my first sideline experience, uh, the, the bust, which is a little bit of a rehash. We'll do all that here in just a moment. Before we do, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we're finishing out our evergreen Michigan firsts. This is just to help some of you uh, get to know a little bit more about about me, I guess, and just to think about your own Michigan firsts, right? The first time, like, there, there's other things I'm not mentioning. The first time I can recall listening to Michigan on the radio was the batuka game against Ohio State. For whatever reason, we couldn't be home, and I remember we were driving. I was with my grandparents. We we're driving through Grand Blanc, and. In, uh, I hadn't really paid attention to Michigan in 1997, and uh, that's kind of a sore spot for me. I wasn't 97, that was 95. But you know, any of those years, I wasn't really paying that close attention. And uh, just hearing Biakabatuka, Biakabatuka, Biakabatuka was like, oh, wow, this dude, right? <laughs> so uh, I also didn't realize growing up that Ohio State was the rivalry. I thought Michigan State was, because Michigan in that period in which I paid the closest attention to Michigan always beat Ohio State. Michigan State felt like they dropped like one out of every three. So, plus I knew a lot of Michigan State fans, of course, living here. Didn't know any Ohio State fans. Definitely felt the rivalry starting in 2004. So, anyway, uh, one of my most notable Michigan experiences didn't take place in Ann Arbor. It was in Los Angeles, in Santa Monica, at a place that is defunct now called South uh on Santa Monica Boulevard, I believe it was. And it was a Michigan watch bar. And it was the coolest thing was that so it was a 330 kick there for twelve thirty in Los Angeles. Got there nice and early for the two thousand nine season opener. There's a line out the door of people trying to get in. This bar is as packed as it can possibly be with people all wearing their their maize shirts. I mean it was a pretty pretty much a maze out bar. And uh If you remember, they cut in late to that game because there was a game beforehand that ran uh, a bit, and then they cut cut into it, and they're like, okay, we're now showing the Michigan game. In case you missed it, Tate Forcier has just thrown a touchdown, and the eruption that happened is something that still gives me chills. Now I'd watch some other games. I watched Michigan lose to Toledo out there, You know, I woke up early to go watch that abomination. But uh and uh, I watched the season opener. Was it a loss to Utah, I feel, in 2008? Some school like that. Uh, but um, yeah, so that was all that. But my first, th- th- that that all led to just me bleeding maize and blue in a way that it is, would have otherwise been incomprehensible. So uh, that's all I cared about when I lived in LA. So it was not a surprise that once I got back here after too long, I would find myself on a sideline. So what I did was uh, shoot the spring game. Now, I'm going to get into that too much. I've told this story before, but Steve Lorenz and, had uh, messaged me on 24-7 Sports and said, Hey, you available to shoot the spring game? He found out I shot the, the, the bust, which I talked about last week. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I was at work at the seafood restaurant in Novi and... And uh, I had to ask the other bartender to to cover for me. He was about to leave. I'm like, can you cover for me for like uh, a couple of minutes? Ends up being like another like forty five minutes as I get on the phone with Steve Lorenz, and and he's like, yeah, come and shoot the spring game. That'd be great, and you know all of this. I've seen your some of your work, and and so I was thrilled, of course, because this was Jim Harbaugh's first spring game. That's when I actually got to start doing this. Was in twenty fifteen. That was my first, uh, my first like kind of sanctioned event. Now. Adam Schnepp formerly of MGO blog and I were working on a documentary about uh, along with uh, Brian cook from MGO blog on a, uh, I'm I'm maybe I won't say what it was. We were working on a documentary and we're interviewing a bunch of people uh, in the big house. So we had, uh, that wasn't my first time getting to do stuff in the big house. That was a little bit different. But this was the first time that I got to be there. It's funny because, like, I get on there, I see Brandon Brown, and I'm like, I've read your stuff when you were on MGO blog. Congratulations on joining uh, Rivals or whatever. And it's like I'm seeing some of these people around, like Tom Van Herren, and and to me, like these are celebrities. And it's funny now that they're, you know, I consider these guys friends. But uh, just seeing these faces of these people that I'd seen around for so long, and um, so that you know, Steve then offered me the. Uh, the position of photographer, and then I started writing and went to the uh, SMSB and all of that. Uh, But I I didn't really feel like I did a great job with that, as much as that was an elation of a day. The first game, certainly for me, I didn't go to week one at Utah, of course, but I did uh, go to the opening season opener, uh, home opener, rather, in week two against Oregon State, and that felt pretty good. And I continued on through the season, and like this is where suddenly I'm starting to feel like I'm a part of this team, not the team that, you know, but I'm feeling like part of the 24-7 sports team. And um, I got to, uh, I decided to go to a couple road games, so I went to uh, Indiana and Penn State. And the reason why I want to talk about the road games is because if you haven't gone to a road game, if you're a Michigan fan, please do. It is, it is, I, I like going to road games more than I like being at home. There is something special about the big house, but if you've gone a lot to the big house, if you've got season tickets and you've been going, like, obviously I've, I've been to every home game since 2015, 2014, actually. Um, but there's something special about going on the road and seeing it done and even just going to Indiana, right? That I've been to Indiana more than any other school because, uh, obviously they played there in 2019 and 2020. So they've got a one up on Penn state, but it it was just a, it's a different experience going on the road. And, um, so that was my first road game. I woke up early, drove there same day. It was like a unseasonably warm November day. It was like 70 degrees out. It was multiple overtimes and, um, but it, it was a wonderful experience and that kind of set me on the path that I'm on today. These stories might be really boring. I don't know. I hope not. But these are these are all things that are special in the heart, right? Because those were all of my Michigan firsts. And I I'll always remember that 2006 season, you know, and just seeing the shirts that say guns don't kill people, Lamar Woodley kills people, which I've reminded him of. Uh I I'll, I'll always remember seeing how electric Steve Preston was. It's weird to me seeing Mike Hart on the sidelines because he was my running back, right? We still haven't seen Chad Henney at a game because he's been in the NFL literally this entire time. So that was my team. And uh, in in some ways, it will always be my team, maybe maybe just as much as the 2015-16 the guys who were the first team I got to cover and get to know. But yeah, those are my firsts. Um, so yeah, hopefully you use this to reflect on some of your, you know, your first home game, your first road game, uh, the first time you remember here in Michigan on the radio, the first time you remember uh, any of that. Because we all, you know, we all have our first, our first moments, and maybe if you don't have a first on, cert- on a certain thing, you'll figure out, right? I didn't even mention my first bowl game, which was the Orange Bowl, because uh, every bowl game, <laughs> Michigan's Maybe I am the problem. Maybe I haven't won a bowl game that I've been to yet. Um, obviously, they've only won one under Jim Harbaugh, but. It's, uh, let's blame Patrick Barron for that too, but, uh, reflect on those things. Cause it's important. It's, it's cool stuff. Anyway, that's going to do it for our second episode of the day. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with a post game. We'll talk to you then. Peace.